This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. Bring it on! It's fair to say, Will, this is going to be a fairly impromptu episode <laughs> of the show. Now, we are back, first of all. For, oh no, we've been back in 2018, haven't we? We have. It was just a dry run. I've had a cold. As you can tell by my voice, it's been yeah. no, but this is the best it's been in about two weeks. Now, I initially thought that this show was just a bit of fun on a Sunday that we just did amongst mates. And, yeah. You know, we had the opportunity to be on the radio, but our, our podcast has a bit of a following, MJ. The people oh, have been messaging. We've been hit up by multiple people like, come on, you lazy dickheads where, what are you doing and, and it has been laziness that's the yeah. only explanation um and the only reason we're actually in the studio now is because we were due to interview mick fanning yes who is going down to bell's beach this weekend oh and how big would that have been mick it would have fanning. been a huge get it would have been a great relaunch of the show to have him on um and then about three minutes ago alas we don't have him. they cancelled it <laughs> he was too busy yeah um, off fighting sharks. I've got some great questions here. I know, so do I. That I are going to go unused. Go. We're going to start serious about you yeah. know what it means to him going down to Bell's Beach for the last time. Well, let's just hope that one day in the future we are going to get him. Yeah, we don't want to burn any bridges now, do we? Because we were going to explode. This show was going to be, oh, 2017 Shane Warne, episode one. Yeah, 2018 episode 1.5, 1. Mick Fanning. Oh, Mick Fanning, that would have been massive. How good would that have been? That were you, were you going to ask him about the shark or not? I was. I was just going to say in one word, he's sick of talking about sharks. Yeah. And he would have said yes. Yeah. And I reckon we would have found that funny. <laughs> Do you reckon he's done an interview since then where he hasn't been asked about the shark? It, we could have actually, that could have been the headline. We didn't ask about Mick, the shark. Mick Fanning has his first post-2015 oh. interview without shark. What could have been? That would have been massive. I'm a bit flat. I've researched all my surf breaks around the world. <laughs> you, you, you've never been more excited <laughs> for oh. a guest. I was going to talk about Hossiger, Trestles. I don't even know what that... Jeffrey's Bay. Are they surfing locations? Yeah. I don't know anything about surfing. I was, Masters, I was, I was going to ask if he was good at snowboarding, because I imagine he would be. That's Do you bit. reckon? Because I'm bad. Yeah. Oh, that is a good question, Snowboarding, yeah. surfing, and skateboarding. Yeah, I'm terrible at all those I'm three bad things. at them all. Yeah. And I always thought that if you're good at one, mm. you'd be decent at the other two. We'll never know now. We'll never know. These <laughs> Unless probably... we get Tony Hawk or that, <laughs> that red-headed American from, from yeah. Pyeongchang on the line. Or Kelly Slater, but that's aiming way too high. What's his name? Who beat Scotty James? I've forgotten. Uh, the Flying Tomato. Yeah. Sean. Sean White. White. Back. Yeah. Got it. Uh, um, he's famous for that grab on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, look it up, where he's talking about winning his first oh, gold yeah. medal when he was 17. And I then was out drinking. Yeah, he was on CNN, I think. Yeah, you're 17 years old, Sean. You can't be drinking. Yeah. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, baby. Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the back of Mick Fanning, like uh, to be honest, he probably didn't even know about the interview, so he didn't cancel it himself. No. They just ran out of time, so no one's to blame. Um, but we thought, being in the studio, I'm ready to go. We may as well just send out the first episode with no, you know, big fanfare, no big guest, and just no. sort of roll through some topics that have been at, at the front of our minds lately. Well, before you say no big guests. Yeah. Dare I say later in the show, we're going to have our biggest guest of all time. Well, actually, that's true. Oh, I just completely forgot about that. <laughs> okay, true. so here's a setup. Yeah. Earlier in this week, um, Real Madrid rolled into town, mm. the famous Spanish football club. Yeah. And they have an exhibition in Melbourne called Real Madrid World of Football Experience. It's coming in June. Comes in June. If you're <laughs> a big soccer fan. I possibly should know that. <laughs> As the one doing the interview. Having been the person that... Spoke to one of their most famous people. Yeah, that's right. And so their exhibition comes in June. I mm. encourage everyone to go to it, especially if you're a big soccer fan. It looks good. And they brought out two big names, one of which I was not familiar with. The other was Ronaldo. <laughs> As in 
as in fat ball Brazilian Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah. not the new Ronaldo. No, who also plays for Real Madrid. Mm. Uh, but Re- Ronaldo, circa 2002, was arguably the most famous person in the world. I think just behind Oprah and David Beckham. Seriously, it, third or fourth? He'd be in the he'd be in the conversation. He had Barack Obama covered at that stage. Oh, certainly. I think <laughs> Barack would have been twenty. <laughs> he was still smoking weed in college, exactly. Barack. <laughs> so I spoke to Ronaldo. Yeah, and we haven't cut up this interview, so we're going to have to throw to it cold. We'll we put it at the end. We can't like, yeah, it'll, it'll be at the end. And it's it's a bizarre chat. I also sat down with Emilio, but oh my god, well, already... I better give everyone a bit of background. Yeah, you give back while I Google his name. This came across my desk, and it was something for the Hot Breakfast, which is the show I'm now working on uh, on Triple M. Uh, and no one from the Hot Breakfast was able to head down there. I think Tom Brown wasn't able to head down there. Yep. Ed Darson will. Uh, if you're familiar with the show, were unable to go and do the interview. Yes. So it was an opportunity to interview one of the biggest sports stars in the world, and it fell to, sort of into my lap. Yeah. Um, I had a cold, so I couldn't join you in the interview. So I thought maybe... Which was a shame. We would have had fun. It would have been, but I thought just put you in the deep end and see how you go. And it turned out it was quite a good interview. Well, that, it's a shame it was. It turned out to be a good interview because we went into it. We were told that yeah. uh, Ronaldo doesn't like talking to people. He's got a translator. Yeah. He doesn't speak English. I'd watched three interviews prior of him speaking for about an hour in perfect, perfect English. English. <laughs> and, and then He's at, more fluent than me. And about two seconds before the interview was about to happen, yeah. and you were up there ready to interview Ronaldo, they threw up this other bloke who was also a Real Madrid legend. His name, of course, Emilio Butragueno. But you knew nothing about him apart nothing. from that he was a left footer. <laughs> and, and you had to... <laughs> And he had to, so you had to somehow oh my get God. through this interview with a bloke that can only speak half English yeah. and another guy who you don't know who he is. So my questions were really like, now, Ronaldo, you've won yeah. six titles for uh, La Liga titles. You were yeah. golden boot in 2002. Emilio, that, uh, that foot of yours. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you like Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> and when you hear the interview, that's you'll pick up on those things. I think you I'll... literally asked him, have you been to Melbourne before? I did. I, yeah. uh, towards the end. Because I was just like, <laughs> I've got to square the ledger <laughs> yeah, here. I've just... focused all my energy on <laughs> the greatest player of all time. I did enjoy your questions about FIFA. Yeah. He really sparked up when you started talking about FIFA. He did. And the other bit I liked was when you asked about the worst player he's ever played with. I thought that'd get nothing. I thought it would be lost in translation. These questions I asked were tailored, sort of like my Brownlow questions. Yeah. They, were, they were sort of meant to solicit a response that was a bit awkward or... And with a bloke that can hardly speak English, you're not sure if that sort of sarcastic tone will get through. Yeah. But, but he loved it. He loved it. He was very happy. So you can... And I think it's a bit unfair calling him Fat Ronaldo. Oh, well, he's fatter than well, Cristiano. Than he was, yeah. No, he's a big unit. Oh, no, he won over there. Bald Ronaldo. Okay, bald Ronaldo. He's not that fat. <laughs> like, he's not really big. He could fit an economy, all right? <laughs> I reckon he's closer to Andrew Jarman. <laughs> reckon? <laughs> Maybe I was expecting someone bigger. No, he's not that big. But, and, and then you awkwardly he, asked him about the current Ronaldo as well, which he took okay. Oh, I reckon he's had that before. We're, yeah. we're spoiling the interview. Go, yeah, okay, if right. you want to hear that interview, scroll Go towards right the end to of the, the end. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or just keep listening to us. Um, there's been a fair bit going on in the world of cricket, Will. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this is a... Uh, what were I'm your, reaching overreaction territory now. Yeah. What were your initial... Oh, it's, it's probably a dumb question because you know everyone's initial thoughts. Yeah. I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, to the point where I'm almost sick of talking about it. Yeah. It's We can't really say anything that hasn't been said at exactly. this stage. There's got to be big suspensions and big fines I think and big sackings. To to make a headline or to go even further, you'd almost have to ask for like the public execution of Steve Smith at this yeah. point. If you if you genuinely believe that's... yeah. An adequate punishment. Yeah. 
there are people like not far from that. It, it, like ball tampering, yeah. it is cheating. Yeah, but it's not. The, I can see like it's not the worst type of the worst type of cheating. Yeah, I, I, I'm not on his side, by the way. Oh, it's. I'm it's, just it, saying. I don't think it's worth. It's all he's ever going to be remembered for. I know he's tarnished his career and he's tarnished his. It team doesn't. It doesn't matter if his average gets a hundred above Bradman's. Yeah. Not that it will, but you know what I mean. It. Yeah. This is all he'll be remembered. It's for. really embarrassing more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever cheated in anything? Have you ever stolen? Like, have you been to banker in Monopoly or something? And or uh, golf. Apparently, cheating in golf is a real black mark against your name. I've never really played golf. So I had a mate of mine who's a very good golfer. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he listens to this, and I'm not going to name him, but. He was playing in a actual tournament mm. and he was caught, um, oh wow, using a wrong ball or something like that. It wasn't severe cheating. Was it, was he aware he was cheating? I think he might've been. Ooh. And he got banned from the club for life. Life? Yeah. See that, these yeah. sports? He was about don't... 16. Yeah. They but they don't, don't muck around. They don't muck around. Yeah. You uh, get, grab a piece of tape. Have you and... ever been caught cheating? No, not that I can think of. Not caught anyway. I definitely have cheated. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, no, I'm just a, trying to work out where to have. Yeah. Oh, who hasn't like done some dodgy stuff? Phone out at a trivia night or something. Yeah, actually, I've done that. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. In London, <laughs> if it's a question that's really bothering yeah. you, just like I know this. Just like, yeah, it was in. I did it in London. It was the last night I was there on a yeah. backpacking trip about five years ago. Yeah, with two mates, just had no chance of winning. So one of my mates started cheating. I started cheating. Won about five jugs for free. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought I believe we the answer is Emilio yeah. Butchogueno. <laughs> I think I think the one that I can remember the question that got us over the line yeah. that I still feel bad about because it was just no way you'd ever get it. It was um, what is the largest land mammal in Europe? Um, the largest land mammal in Europe, I'd say black bear. The answer was European bison. <laughs> <laughs> and we got, I think when we answered that right. You didn't put European, did you? Yeah, we did. You yeah. specifically and it was named the, the species of bison. It was the clincher. It was the clincher. Outstanding. It was in Shepherd's Bush in London. Yeah. Uh, that's an Aussie pub, is it? Uh, it wasn't at the Aussie pub. It was down the road at St. Christopher's, the backpacking hostel. Oh, right. So we figured they were vagrant people. Like they're moving through. Yeah. No one will remember us. <laughs> Everyone's moving Yeah. And through. we've got, we've got heaps of free drinks. So worth every cent. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now I was at the pre- I went to the press conference, the James Sutherland one. Yes. This was Sunday footy, Melbourne versus Geelong outside yeah. the MCG. We were both there. That's right. Now you're working on the Sunday rub this year for Triple M. Yes. Following and, in your footsteps. And I was there sort of helping you out. And uh on the as I was walking in, there was the world's press outside the door of the MCG. Yeah, I I got out of my cabin. I just saw, oh my God, that is a huge press conference. And I figured mm. it was Cricket Australia related. Yeah, well, oh, that, of course it was. And because Cricket Australia is right there, if you know Melbourne well, yeah. right outside the MCG there. Near the nets there. So there would have been oh, probably 30 journalists out the front. Yeah. Um, it was a scrum. There was a scrum, yeah. And it was live on every TV um, station around the country. Um, yeah. James Sutherland, from being there, I don't think it came across on TV as it did in person, how, just how sort of shaken he was. He, oh, yeah. he Like, he was very emotional. Verge of tears. Um, and so the questioning was pretty hard from all the journalists. Yeah. Um, and one in particular, like, uh, you, you can tell the passion was coming through from the journos. Yeah. About, you know, he's, you know, they've been caught cheating, come down harder, and, you know, and, and they're setting up an investigation. They've got to work out what actually happened. You can't overreact. Yeah, exactly. So he, he did a pretty good job, James Sutherland. But, you know, towards the end... You know, there was only a certain number of questions that could be asked. So mm. not every journalist was going to get a question there. Yeah. Um, now, 
This is where it got interesting. Now, I heard there was a journalism grudge match. There was. There was. <laughs> I heard the term journalists came to blows yeah. thrown around. They did. Now, how, how did this come and about? I've got some inside information about what actually happened. So, is this an exclusive? Uh, Do you have like a stinger we can play? Um, <laughs> that's the only other of thing. Of course, BT calling a super goal our favourite grab of yeah. all time. So consider that a sting. Yep. Um, what happened was right at the end, there was a bloke called Chip Grand. Yes. Who works for the Australian. Sounds like a made-up name. Go on. Yeah, it's not. Well, actually, maybe actually. Chip Legrand. You may have, yeah, you may have hit on something there. Okay. Um, but he works for the Australian. Yes. A very accomplished writer. Yep. Takes himself very seriously. Oh, he would. Um, and I, I think that he was quite frustrated because there was a man behind him, by the name of Tony Tardio, who reads the news over on Three AW. Jeez, you're throwing names around. Yeah. I like. Well, this. I know that I know Tony. Yeah. And so he was standing behind Chip, from the Australian, right? Yeah. Yelling questions. And he's got a very deep newsreader voice. Okay. Um, so it cut through more than most. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Chip was able to get a question. If he did, he didn't get as many questions because this bloke who was just standing behind him, Tony didn't have any form of identification on, didn't have any ID on, had nothing. So it could have just been a punter off the street. Yeah. And that's Zach what, Smith. Yeah. That's what Chip thought. Yeah. And I think Tony was you know, quite a passionate cricket fan. So it may have come across to Chip, which is fair enough that it may have been a punter from the street. Having said that... Punters from the street can go to press conferences. Yeah. There's no rules. No. So if it was a punter... Just then... in, a, in a public park. Yeah. So I think when the press conference concluded, Chip turned around quite frustrated at, you know, Tony's presence there. Yeah. I can, I'm putting words in his mouth, but like, that's all I can imagine he thought. Yeah. Um, and then at some stage, a phone was knocked out of a hand. Oh, wow. And Slapped. It, yes. From what I've heard. Gee whiz. And then Chip, and this is all on video. So this is a bit I can say for fact. Yeah. For a fact. Chip then just went bang and just a big push in the chest. Double hander. A double hander in the, into the chest of Tony Tardio. The old Dusty Martin times yeah. two. And it, like, it, was a, it was with a fair bit of force. Like Tony was pushed backwards. Now, the other interesting he thing He didn't is, fall on his back, did he? No, he didn't fall over. <laughs> that would he didn't fall good. over. Now, Chip walked off. Tony's son, Damien, was there. Oh, I'm aware of D uh, Damien's uh, Twitter presence. Yeah, yes. he gets around us on Twitter sometimes, and he works over at our opposition, uh, 3AW. Yeah, we're plugging a lot of rival <laughs> resources. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this isn't going to air. It's sort of a podcast yeah. only. So yeah. uh, he was there, and he followed Chip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so and he's gone, well, what are you doing, Chip? That's my old man she just pushed. Yeah. And Chip's gone, this is my story. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly. This is my story. Chip. <laughs> Chip. It's been covered in Switzerland. It did everywhere around the world. I don't think you have dibs on, no. <laughs> on Steve Smith's cheating scandal. <laughs> Come but on, Chip. It's gone on today. Oh, is this, is this made the news now? Well, I thought that the dust had settled on it. Yeah. Now, Damien, and the reason I'm happy talking about this is Damien jumped on Twitter, so he was happy to put his name to... So it's in the public sphere. Yeah, it's in the public sphere. He was happy yep. to put his name to it, and obviously there's footage of it happening. Yeah. Um, Chip has been very quiet on the whole thing. Yeah. I think Tony's, Tony's talked on air about it. I don't think he was overly happy with it. Now, I'm just trying to find this. Here we go. Chip Legrand's Twitter name is Melb Chief, by the way. Yep. Oh, I've just got on the Twitter, Will, and he's deleted the tweet that he put out this morning. You can't find The it. tweet that was, was directed at Damien seems to have disappeared. Um, and I have absolutely no idea what it said. I know it was very funny, but yeah. anyway. What a real down to the end of this segment. 
we're really hitting a real crescendo there. Oh, all right, next topic if that I wanted one. to bring up. Yeah. Now, on the weekend at Essendon versus Adelaide, yeah. the Essendon eSports team were in the crowd. Did the, you all wa- the big names. Did you watch this one? Well, we've been following eSports closer than most. We spoke to, who did we speak to? Pete Corelli. Pete Corelli, that's Over right. in uh, the West. Yeah, now he's a passionate eSporter. Yeah, he is. eSportsman. Mm. Um, and he gave us the lowdown on what eSports is and where it's going. And now Essendon, and I believe the Adelaide Crows is the other team that have an eSports team. I think they do, yeah. Um, and so the Essendon team, it was their first real public And, and they play a thing called League of Legends from memory. Yep, LOL. Mm. And they they were seen at an Essendon The only game. thing I play is Candy Crush, Will. Yeah, same. I'm quite, I'm quite good at it too. <laughs> I'm a big FIFA man. FIFA's got an eSports following. Do they? Yeah. That's why I asked Ronaldo about FIFA. Of yeah. course, the Ronaldo into an interview coming up soon. <laughs> That's called hooking. Yeah. <laughs> I think we discussed that in the last the show. Tease. Overnight, the Batuta Advocate have a podcast. Oh, yeah, this is great. That Last night, they put up a post saying that Cricket Australia asked them to take that podcast down. Yes. Like, to me, that was a clear publicity stunt. Now, our man, you and Giles, are you yeah. across? No, I haven't heard the update from him. Well, it's not an update, but it's a theory. He believes it's a fake cease and desist. Well, that's what I think as well. Because, oh, okay. Well, here Because go. Cricket Australia aren't sending an email from Cricket Australia. Yeah. I think it's a complete publicity stunt to get more listens on their podcast. And I just checked the podcast rankings. Yep. Number one. Of course they are. Because so everyone wanted to hear the, wh- why they were asked to cease and desist. Well, it makes me not want to listen to it. Is that defamation if you make up that someone told you to stop? Like, it's a, it's a form of defamation. Yeah, you've made, you've made Cricket Australia look bad, but you can't defame a company. Yeah, they've they've done a good job of defaming themselves recently. So, yeah, well they they still nail all the. I think they should. I was talking about Cricket Australia. Oh, I thought I was talking yeah. about the Batuta Advocate. No, the Batuta I'm more Advocate, passionate about that. They're flying. They're, they rarely miss, don't they? they? They hit the mark very often. Very very often. Uh, but anyway, they um, they say that the Cricket Australia they're going to cut ties with them. Yeah, <laughs> which is an interesting development in that uh, that space. Well, but by cut ties meaning they can't go into the Gabba pool. Yeah, but I just can't believe that's got, a devastating. Yeah, development. I'm just annoyed that everyone got sucked into the uh, the publicity stuff. You can make up anything. There's a reason fake news. Fake exists. news. Yep. Maybe we should have thought of that. Here's some better news for you. A bit of serious news. A bit of serious news. Will and MJ's serious news. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious news. Well, it's good to have our openers back. Yeah, despite this being the single sloppiest podcast I think we've ever <laughs> Sloppiest segment of audio I think we've ever done. I think it's all right. Okay. Japan. Did we came in here to speak to Mick Fanning? We did. We, at, at the entire purpose of this little on-air chat was to speak to Mick, Mick Fanning, Fanning. And that fell through. So we've, I think we've done all right. We haven't even had, we haven't cut any audio out of this yet. This is just a running conversation about nothing. Well, I was going to ask him about um, a secret wave. On the Howie Games, another podcast. Oh, yeah. He explained going to a wave. He wouldn't even say what continent it was. You told me about this. And apparently it's the perfect wave. Wow. Like a right hand, you know, 20 metres offshore sand break that is just the best that nobody is allowed to talk about and nobody's allowed to know the location of. Are are there other surfers that know? No. The only reason he was taken there was sworn secrecy. Wow. Which is pretty cool. See, we could have asked him about it. Who would have taken him? Like a local? Uh, Rip Curl. Oh, rip or, you know, the surfing sponsors. Do you reckon it's like, I reckon the wave would be pretty good, but I reckon the hype would just sort of... 
So, well, that's the it, reason it, they can't. They don't want people to know for sure because the hype around it would mean it would just get flooded exactly. with surfers. It'd be a tourist spot. But yeah, I reckon it's okay. But I think people like going somewhere, having a little secret, having like a little. Mm. Oh, this is my special place, even though it's, it's yeah. not that good. Like, I don't like telling people about the Vietnamese restaurant I go to on Victoria Street. You, you will refuse to give me the, the no. address. Because <laughs> I just, it's not, it's not many people know about it. I don't I like it when it's not crowded. And if you discover how good the um, porn and pork noodle soup is. <laughs> you keep just... telling me about this porn and pork noodle <laughs> soup and I, I'm not allowed to go. No, I, I, you can one day. I'm going to find just, this wave. I'm going to find yeah, this soup. The soup in Victoria Street. <laughs> it's the last thing I do. Uh, serious now, news. We played the serious news intro, and here it is. Japan's slowest roller coaster stops, and passengers fail to notice. <laughs> now, this roller coaster derailed. What? It actually derailed. Really? That's what uh, they had. A, <laughs> it's at uh, Arakawa Amusement Park in Tokyo. Uh, did you hear about the derailment this morning in Ascot Vale? Of what? Again, for our non-Melbourne listeners, it's a suburb of Melbourne. A, a train. <laughs> it's so clear what happened. Oh, a tram. Yeah, tram, yeah, sorry. I did hear did I say that. tram? Um, yeah. And the driver, it happened at midnight. So it was clearly he was making a rush back to the depot because he was sick of working. <laughs> he's been, char- I think he's about to be charged or he's So he was flying, was he? He was absolutely <laughs> flying so, so he could get home and completely came off the rails. The road was closed for, I think it was... Um, I th- think it was about 10 hours. They had to get a crane in to move this tram because it was so far off the rails it wasn't funny. He just channeled his inner Vin Diesel on the way back to the depot. Yeah, that's right. That's so far. I know that feeling yeah. where it's like, I've completed my job and now the only thing stopping Do, yeah. me from being at home is yeah. my own <laughs> commute. Oh, and this, I'm just like, get fly. me home as quickly yeah. as possible. <laughs> He's been dealing with passengers all day. Like, Let's see what this bad boy can do. I once did labouring in Brisbane where yeah. I was filling, uh, I w- it was at Dulux. Yeah. And it was... The paint shop. Yeah. It, it was like the paint factory. And everyone at the labour company, because I, I hired all my mates because uh, my mum was working in uh, in recruitment there. So yeah. she was just like, oh, come on, we need labourers. <laughs> and she couldn't be bothered working, so she just got you. <laughs> no, she doesn't labour. <laughs> okay. But she... she put together like this higher force. Yeah. And one of the jobs was at Dulux and mm. it was the most mind numbing experience. Like, like um, watching paint dry, like watching paint fill. <laughs> <laughs> Your job was to put paint tins yeah. under the thing. They'd fill up and you put a little on them. Oh, and send no. them off. Eight hours. Oh, but this was the Did most... you have to wear little masks? Uh, yeah, there was a bit of safety stuff involved, but yeah. the, the, this was a really sought after gig because on weekends, I think it was 45 an hour. Oh, like nice. It was staggering money. That's, yeah. that's how la- labor. Oh, when you you're, earn, what, when you're 17, 18? Yeah. You oh, earn bang. Some good coin when yeah. you're laboring. Uh, so I remember I had three days in a row of it, and it's enough to make you question your sanity. Mm. But on the third day, I, I spoke to this bloke who was there, and he said, Yeah, last night on the way home. So you earn something like $300 while you're, yeah. for a day's work. And he said, On the way home, he got caught speeding. It was like a $450 fine. <laughs> oh, no. On the way to from work. Oh, no. That's enough to break you, I reckon. That's as you've sat there feeling pain buggers the whole day. Yeah. Similar oh, to God. doing an entire tram sesh. <laughs> yeah, then, and then getting... And tra- spinning it off its and tracks. Yeah, right. <laughs> you probably won't get another tram gig yeah. for another month. No, absolutely not. But um, I've always wanted to drive a tram. I think it would be a good job. I reckon it would be fun for half an hour. But it's like, you don't have to think about it too much because... Unless you're speeding, you're going to stay on the rails the whole time. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's only one. Have you ever watched them drive? 
Is, I imagine it's just a big lever that you. Yeah, I watch them sometimes just in case there's an emergency and I need to get behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you know. Heart attack. Yeah, sort of like. Like, like, like speed. Yeah, like speed. Of, if this tram goes under eight kilometers an yeah. hour. Yeah, so I like to know, like, the. Enough, the 109 I was particularly good at, the, the newer trams. They're a bit easier. The ones with the like the rounded edges, it looks like a like a yeah. Looks like a space a spaceship, spaceship. Yeah, that they're easy, and you've got a big sort of desk like you're in the Star Trek yeah thing. And then as Bridge pointed out, and it's true, a bridge I work with on the hot breakfast. Yeah, there's literally there's two buttons in front of the driver. One's a picture of the sun. One's a picture of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so how hard can it be? It's like a bit. It's like a Fisher Price toy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what it looks like. So. I reckon what do they mean? What is the sun and the moon? Daytime, nighttime. Like, I don't know. Is that just lights on and off? Maybe. Must be. But how do they move it? Don't know. If anyone's ever driven a tram before, can Please. you message us on our Facebook page and let us know on the new 109s? If you've ever driven a tram, <laughs> send in your feedback. We'll, let us know. we'll get you on. We'll, like, we can't get Mick Fanning, but by we'll, God, we'll get a tram driver. Oh my God, I'll call the shit out of you. If you have any tram experience whatsoever. Yep. Um, Probably not if you've been on. We could definitely, like, everyone's been on one. But if you have any knowledge about tram driving, just message yep. on our Facebook page, Will and MJ, and we will call the we'll shit call the shit out of you. Yeah. Now, for a sport-based show, we haven't yeah. discussed much sport. How, how long have we gone? I, I feel like uh, this is... About 24 minutes -ish. Yeah. We can certainly cut out some of that uh, chip look. <laughs> <laughs> chip Lafleur. Yeah. <laughs> uh... What uh, what caught your eye on the AFL fields over the weekend, MJ? Oh, I didn't pay much attention to the footy on the weekend. Yeah, you you were a Collingwood supporter. I was a bit filthy about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, did you hear Paul Roos take on? Uh, oh, you did. You were in the room with me. Yeah. Uh, he yeah, thought it was, it was probably... embarrassing that uh, Collingwood I think failed the, to I tag. I think the disappointing thing is it's just been so many years now where there's just been no real marked improvement. Yep. Like. What happened on Saturday night was exactly the same as what happened, you know, three, three years ago. 2014. And it's just the same problems, like yep. not, not many skills, um, not moving the ball quick enough, not a non-functioning forward oh, line, <laughs> a non-functioning forward line, um, no one kicking big goals, no one exciting you, yeah. um, you know, trying to switch it and being too slow and kicking it straight back to the opposition. Like all these problems that have been around for three, four years yep. haven't improved. But it's one game, it's round one, and the hope is that we've got the cobwebs out of the system and the yep. improvement comes later. Because like we played Melbourne last late last year and we played quite well. There has the hard thing is there's been games along the journey. Yeah. Where you go, Oh, the flick you know, the switch has been flicked now, we're ready to go. Games that excite you. Yeah. But uh, and then you come crashing back to earth like performances on like Saturday yeah. night. Because what Collingwood do, in in the words of uh, Bane in mm. The Dark Knight Rises, yeah. They give you hope. Yeah. And and ho hope Heavens, the soul, Mr. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he calls him Mr. Batman. <laughs> and I think that hope is yeah. really starting to trouble you. Uh, oh, it the, is. The hope that Chris Maine's going to become a superstar. and no, uh, Darcy well. Moore's just going to kick kick a bag of nine or something one week. I think mm. every Collingwood supporter deep down thinks that's going to happen at some point. Chris Maine hasn't been at the top of many agendas. No. Has it? No, he hasn't. Hmm. Anyway, here's Ronaldo. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, we'll be back. In we'll a, be back next week. In a more scheduled form next week, I It'll think. be way better than It'll this. Back to Sundays. Back to Sundays. Yep.
I like it. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, you're both here for the Real Madrid uh, World of Football experience. What are some of the things we can uh, expect from the exhibition over the next uh, few weeks? Well, you're going you're to spread the best. I mean, no, we are very excited about this opportunity. Um, as I said before, I think it's, uh, well, from many Australian fans, it's really very difficult to go to Madrid and to feel what Real Madrid means and visit our stadium tour and, well, enjoy the, well, what uh, that the stadium means for football. It's one of the temples of football, mm -hmm. okay? So um, we decided that uh, what we have to do is to, to build bridges with uh, our fans and we decided to come here to Melbourne because uh, our partner, Tony, it has uh, the company here and, and they decided to to start here, to begin here in Melbourne. And well, um, we are we are sure that it's going to be a huge success, but uh, what we're going to, to provide them is not just, I mean, the memorabilia and, and the, the caps, something which is uh, remarkable, of course, but at the same time, thanks to the new technology, mm, they are going to have incredible experience uh, about uh, the stadium itself and, and other experiences uh, which in our opinion are going to be fantastic for them. What are Specifically what are some of the things fans can look forward to seeing in the exhibition? Well um, we don't want to well say anything in advance yeah, I think it's, don't it's, spoil it's important it. it's important to to uh, to enjoy the, the yep. tour and exhibition I think but uh, they are going to enjoy it a lot, really. And in fact, uh, I think it's something unique. Uh, there is no precedent in mm. any other club uh, ha has done something similar. So that's why it's, it's we are so, so excited about this opportunity. Uh, Ronaldo, you were very successful at Real Madrid to uh, La Liga titles. What was your highlight of your time with the great club? Uh, I had great time with Real Madrid as a player, and I think uh, win the Liga and win the Intercontinental Cup with Real Madrid was amazing time. But also, I'm honored to be uh, to, to to play with that shirt, uh, to to be part of the history of uh, Real Madrid. Uh in 1997, at the Confederations Cup, you played Australia in the final and you scored a hat-trick. Do you remember that game? Yeah. And, and were we any good on that day? <laughs> we, yeah, I we remember. We lost 6-0. Yes, yes. But we, we play at the uh, first phase of the Confederation Cup. It was 0-0 uh, and the final 6-0. And um, I... Uh, I scored hat trick in Romario hat trick too, uh, but also remember um, in 2006 was different match. Yep. Uh, we won again, but much more difficult match, uh, uh, and we saw the improve that Australia has. So I wish Australia good luck for the um, World Cup in Russia and keep it keep improved. So. Mm. 
Amelia, do you, uh, do you have an experience with Australian football or is this your first time mm, here? No, I didn't play. I didn't play against an um, Australian team when I, when I was a football player. I came here with, uh, with our team uh, three years ago. We played here two matches. So, but the uh, football here has <coughs> improved a lot and has mm. grown a lot over the last 15, 20 years. And now I think you can face any, any other team in, in the world. In fact, you are going to, to go to the World Cup and you are going to be a difficult opponent for, for a difficult team for your opponents. Mm. Ronaldo, I've just got a, a bit of a quirky one. You've played alongside some of the greatest players of all time, uh, Zidane, Beckham, Ronaldinho. Who's the worst teammate you've ever played alongside? The worst? <laughs> uh, I, I played with many, many worst, worst <laughs> players too. <laughs> uh, sometimes you play with, but you have to play and help him. And <laughs> but, uh, you know... Without saying names, yeah, you don't yeah. have to name. Yeah, uh, and also in the big teams, you know, like uh, the bad players are everywhere too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not only good players yeah. we 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 saw in football. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun that yeah that make it the good players different than the others yeah you stand yeah, out yeah, yeah and people look for the good players and well yeah but uh i mean the best player play ever it was zidane yep and uh i was very lucky to to play with him to training with him watch him training and and uh, he's so kind he's uh so intelligent and so nice mm. And uh, he is a good friend too. So, um, yeah, he he was the best. There was, there is a lot. <laughs> too of, many. Yeah, yeah, too many. <laughs> Better not say names. Yeah, <laughs> Emilio, in your twelve years with Real Madrid, who was your best teammate you played with? The best uh, team, or the best uh, the, the best player you played with at the Real. best player. Well, there were many. It's difficult to to mm. say just one. Uh, o Sanchez uh, was uh, was my pair for seven years, for example. Um, Mitchell was a very good player. Um, Schuster as well. Mm. There were many. Uh, because when you play for Real Madrid, at the beginning of the season, the goal is try to become the, the best team in the world. So yeah. it means that... And at my time, there was a little disadvantage in the sense that we had just two foreigners per team. Now there are, there are more, but that at my time that there were there were just two per yeah. team. So, but in any case, we had very very good players. Mm. Uh, Ronaldo, uh, you were my favourite player on FIFA 04. Do you ever play FIFA yeah. as, a, as a as a hobby? Yeah, yeah, and uh, I must say that I'm I'm not good as a <laughs> FIFA player. <laughs> yeah, uh, I prefer when I was uh, myself in the field. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when I play with my son in FIFA, uh, I I choose always to play with me in yeah. FIFA. And, yeah, but it's not fair um, because I try to <laughs> give it the ball to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, always 
I score. Yeah. Uh, so I must play with other players too. Is is the FIFA version of you as good as the real one back in the day? Uh, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, it's very fast. Yep. And uh, yeah, very good with both legs and yeah. and not so good with head. You know, where score goes with the head. But uh, yeah, I think they did pretty good uh, stuff. Yep. Um, and of course, Cristiano Ronaldo is now almost the most famous name in the world in football. Uh, does it annoy you that you share your name with him and that he's almost stolen a bit of your thunder? Uh, I think I, I'm a, a little older than him. Yeah. So uh, I come first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, well, but, you know, it's always uh, good to be compared with other great players. Um, even when people change your name mm. and call you Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. <laughs> as Emilio said today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great honor because he's so good that, you know, it's a compliment to. Yep. And finally, Emilio, are, are you looking forward to doing anything else while you're here in Australia? Well, unfortunately, I, I have to go back tonight. So. Oh, that's disappointing. It's a pity. It's a pity I have to, yeah, to go back to Madrid, unfortunately. A have you been here before? Yeah, I came with the team three years ago. Uh, oh, of I course. I stay here, well, almost a couple of weeks. So yeah. I had the opportunity to visit the city, of course, a beautiful city, um, very uh, sport-oriented city, mm. and I enjoy it a lot, really. How does the MCG... I, I, I stay. I stay. What <laughs> advice you give to me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. regarding tonight's uh, <laughs> a schedule, um, I'm not the ideal... Uh, Advisor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> How does the MCG here compare as a football stadium, do you think? Ooh, this is a fantastic venue. Fantastic. This is an amazing place to to play a sport. So you have to be very proud of this stadium. Yep. Yeah, we are. <laughs> We're big fans. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. It's, it's been a pleasure. Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M.